The following is a hoop ball presentation. Ballers, welcome back to another episode of Today in Sports Betting. It is Tuesday, two forty-five on the Eastern Seaboard, and my name is Ira Silver, your host for today's episode. I got my main man Devin Ellington alongside with me, and as always, a wonderful, fantastic addition to the crew, John Ryan at John Ryan Sports. Devin's at D A L E W O seven on Twitter. I'm at Ira Silver Magic. Before we jump into today's slate, and, uh, you know, it's a short one. We got baseball, but we're going to look into some football, some NCAA, and uh, preview some of the matchups, maybe get some early line value. Uh, Before we do, as always, let's give a shout-out to our sponsors over at Manscaped.com. Go check out their new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 with their water-resistant technology. It's fantastic. I love mine. I know you guys love yours. Go check one out. Go to manscaped.com. Type in the promo code HOOPBALL20. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off in free shipping. Fantastic deal. I highly recommend it. Devin, John, how's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going pretty well. Uh, Ira and Devin, glad to finally be on here. We're having some audio problems, but uh, glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. I uh, survived a phone jacking, and uh, we're going to talk some awesome sports. So I'm, I'm glad to be back in my safe spot. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, <laughs> let's, let's kick it off with some MLB action today. Uh, we have game one of the World Series finale here. And uh, in this series, we have the Tampa Bay Rays. And as Vin Scully always says, it's time for Dodger baseball. We got Clayton Kershaw on the mound, the lefty for the Dodgers, and Glasnow on the mound for the Rays. Dodgers come into the series as a whopping $2 favorite. Uh, you can get it a little lower if you want, but uh, we have a, a price there around $2 on the Dodgers. Tampa Bay coming back around plus one, anywhere from plus 160 to plus 180. Uh, tonight's game, game one, we got Kershaw versus Glasnow. Dodgers minus 170, raised plus 140, over under seven and a half runs. I'll throw this one to you, Devin, first. Uh, what do you got for us tonight in game one? And if you like anything in the series here? Um, well, as we talked off camera, I talked a little bit about my um, futures tickets kind of coming into collision here. And I was trying to figure out how, and this was pre-series price flop. Um, you know, I have that 6-1 to one futures World Series bet for the Rays. I have the 3-1 to one for the Dodgers. I'm not taking that minus 200, minus 180 series price with the Dodgers, so I think I'm probably just going to make a Tampa Bay sandwich out of this and uh, you know take them with the plus money on this series because that's where the most value is at, in my opinion. And with their bullpen, I think they can get it done in six or seven games if they play right and they hit the way that they did throughout this postseason in the spots that they need to. This game specifically... Um, Man, we got postseason Kershaw making a start. You know, he's got 3.23 as far as the earn run average goes in this postseason. Uh, Glasnow is a stud. You know, if I'm going to back the Rays, I might as well back them from the get-go. I, I, You know, Tampa Bay first five is pretty enticing to me because of Kershaw. But, um, 
those are my general thoughts right now. I, I like Tampa Bay as an underdog, as we have extensively throughout the postseason. And, John, uh, you know, we all talked offline, and we were all shocked by this number when it came out, Dodgers minus $2 to win the series. Uh, where do you think this number should have opened? Where do you think it should be right now? Uh, wow, I'm seeing right now an updated series price, minus 220 on the Dodgers, plus 170 on the Rays, according to my bookie. Dot ag it's a little crazy to me i think these dodge this dodger team is very beatable here by this specific team in general this tampa bay uh rays uh john give us your thoughts a on the series and b on tonight's game as well the price i, I thought would come in around minus 175 180 on the dodgers uh so the fact that it opened higher than that and it's and it's moving higher still um it's hard to understand i think that's a lot of risk uh, but there's ways to play around it as, as devin was saying even with the, the rays uh the rays definitely have an undervalued price so they're they're the most attractive team of this matchup by by far um with the dodgers you mentioned uh, glass now and, and the dodgers are of course the number one scoring team in Major League Baseball this year at 5.8 runs per game. And they love fastballs. Uh, and that's what Tyler Glasnow's uh, power pitch is. And, you know, I, we saw him throw five pitches at 101 miles an hour in the first inning of his second-to-last start. Uh, and you said it right, too. I, mean, I, I love Clayton Kershaw. My heart wants to see him get the MVP award. And um, – yeah, maybe one of the few times I bet with my heart. This so many agonizing defeats in the World Series and, and just bad starts. And it's uh, unfortunately it's tainted his career, uh, his, his regular season career. But now it seems like he's reinvented himself. You know, he's barely throwing over 90, and he's getting even a better strikeout to walk ratio in, his, in this season than uh, in many seasons past. So what you'll see tonight is two different styles of pitching. You're going to see one that the ball is going to look like a pea, and then you're going to see another guy you know, throwing frisbees and all sorts of uh, neat stuff. And Kershaw does throw a, a knuckle curve, which is – I wish I had a ball here. I could show it for those that don't know. It's just it's a two-seamer with the index finger tucked under the ball, so it, your knuckle's like that, and then the middle finger's on top of the seam. And uh, I've coached baseball for a long time, and I've – and in the youth level, 13 to 18U. And I just wish uh, parents would stop having their 10-year-olds throw curveballs going like this. You know, you, you, never, you never see a pro do that when they do it in slow motion. And a, a spike curve is throwing a two-seamer as hard as you can. And because there's only one finger on the ball, it's very hard to pick up. And is uh, not the only uh, pitcher that throws a knuckle curve either. It's pretty popular. It'd be a good pitch for Glass now to pick up because uh, then he would be just about unhittable. I got off the rails there a little bit, but um, I'm actually um, I'm going to have to bet a six-pack with uh, Devin here because I, I know I said a couple weeks ago the Rays looked like the team of destiny, and now I, I've kind of switched gears a little bit after I've run the numbers. Um, you know, of course, not, a, not all my plays win. So I think I, think I might do that with Devin. I'll offer a six-pack of uh, – his favorite flavor and I'll give him mine after the show and we'll, we'll see how it rolls. I love it guys. The Dodgers in the series and uh, 
I like the Dodgers tonight with Kershaw. I love it. John, I think I may have found the issue with your audio. Maybe you want to turn that fan off in the background. That may be causing uh, what's going on. Maybe, maybe that'll fix some things, guys. Sorry about the audio from John there. I'm not really sure what's going on. Yeah. Uh, we, we do, no worries. No worries. We do have some, uh, some NCAA lines to get to, and let's cover uh, a few games that we have coming up in, uh, in this week's college football slate. Uh, I do want to kick it off here and get Devin's thoughts. I know we talked offline a little bit, and we got ULL Lafayette against UAB. UAB's minus one-and-a-half-point favorite right now, or you can take them on the money line at minus 125 to win the game. Over-under in that game is 50 points. Devin, give us your thoughts on this game and uh, make, make us make heads or tails. I know you like one, one starting quarterback better than the other and one team better than the other. So why don't you lay it, lay it out for the listeners right now? Right. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Uh, yeah, so with the um, the two quarterbacks in this matchup, you got Levi Lewis for the Raging Cajuns, and you've got uh, Bryson Lucero, who's making his fourth start after the Blazers lost Tyler Johnston the third to a shoulder injury earlier in the year. But, I mean, it, their offense has been seamless with him under the helm. Not to mention UAB, the Blazers, they've got Spencer Brown, the fourth leading rusher in all of college football. He has a solid offensive line in front of him, and all you need to do is go and watch this offensive line play against the teams that they've played against. And you're going to understand why I like them, because they're just so much more physical and in tune. One of the points I made for UAB this last week, winning uh, big, was the fact they, you know, had a bye week to get everything in harmony. Um, not that it was out of tune, but that, that offensive line in the run game just went back to where it was most uh, maximized and uh, not a lot of effort from what it seemed like um, that they had to expel. They were just smooth, and Spencer Brown had so many lanes to run through. And I bring this up because ULL, they give up 196 rushing yards per game. And right now on their injury report, they're down a few of their defensive linemen that are pretty big pieces to their, you know, um, success stopping, you know, the run. Uh, First and foremost, they lost Brandon Bishop, their tremendous safety who could probably go into the NFL draft. He had a shin. He broke his uh, tibia last week. Um, So they're not going to have him. You've got Farad Gardner, which is one of their main linebackers. He's got an undisclosed injury. He's been out for a couple games. He's probably not going to play this one, but, you know, follow the beat reporters on Twitter for most accurate stuff. And then Malcolm Rollins, a defensive lineman. He's got an upper body issue. He's questionable. He's been in and out. So, you know, UAB has zero guys on the injury report right now. They're completely clean and unscathed. And with this running offense that they have – and the metrics that they have head-to-head with uh, ULL, you know, it's, it's not very far off from UAB um, being at least a seven-point favorite, in my opinion. Um, UAB is, you know, a top-ten-ranked team in, as far as first-half um, success rate and measures. Lafayette is um, ranked about 80th. So if you want, I'm seeing uh, UAB – uh, to win the first half at you know minus one ten or uh, minus or even even money in some places, so I would even go that route um, and maybe look at a first half team total for UAB. I'm I'm two and zero on those this year. It's just got to be the right spot, right value though. 
You know what I love right now about this week's college football slate is we got some chase games, guys. So if Saturday during the day doesn't work out for you, we got some late games with uh, some conferences that are back. We got Air Force San Jose State late night, San Diego State, UNLV, Texas State, BYU. Uh, and we even got a Hawaii game, but that's going to be a little bit earlier because that's going to be in Fresno State as well. So I'm excited for my late night chase games. Uh, I it's been one of those things where I just like to have action and, you know, Saturday night, might as well stay up a little bit later and drink, uh, drink some more Malbec, you know, have a good time. Uh, there was one line that stuck out to me here. want to get your thoughts on this one. If anyone has anything particular to say something wise or otherwise, and that is Notre Dame minus 11 at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a 11 point dog at home over under 43 and a half year. Listen, I watched that Notre Dame game against Louisville. I took a little bit of a stab with the over. It didn't work out so well. But that Notre Dame team just didn't look right against a horrendous Louisville uh, defense. And now, you know, if Pickett can come back and be healthy for this game, you would think that Pittsburgh shouldn't, you know, 11 points seems like a lot as a home dog for Pittsburgh. Well, let's see if John's fixed his audio here. John, any thoughts for you on this game? Well, I, I do. And uh, how do I sound? Nope. It's not so great, but we'll 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 plow through it and get through this episode. And you might need to go buy a new mic. Yeah, I just uh, just got this one too. It's uh, well, anyway. Um, well, you probably blew it. You probably blew it out from all the excitement you've been having. Oh, that, that's true. Yeah, you you know we'll uh, we'll talk about that shortly before um, the, the mic blows up. I guess. Uh, Pittsburgh's been really inconsistent the last several weeks, and this line when I looked at it. When it first came out, I, I did the same thing. I did a head scratch. Um, you know, Notre Dame um, looked terrible against Louisville. Four field goals, I believe, is what they ended up with. And uh, I had Louisville, but the bet was predicated on the fact that Louisville was going to have close to 500 yards of total offense and the same for Notre Dame, and it was going to be 49-48 and a barn burner. And what we got was uh, – it wasn't even a defensive struggle. It was a mishmash of mistakes and, and crazy, you know, typical of the year of 2020. But anyway, you know, Pittsburgh, I think, is the play here if you can trust them. You have uh, a situation here that's, that's really unusual. Pittsburgh's lost three in a row. Uh, so why isn't Notre Dame favored by 14 for that simple reason? They've lost three in a row to the spread. All three of these recent games have gone over. And when that those trends, when I see those, that reflects more on a defense struggling than the offense putting up 50 and, and running on all cylinders. Um, so it, it's, it's a hard call, but I, I do think uh, Pittsburgh is the right play here. If, you know, if they only had fans in the stands, it would make a, a hell of a lot of difference because this is Notre Dame's first road game. You know, even though it's Pittsburgh, it's still a big stadium. And they, I believe they're playing this at Heinz Field, which is where the Steelers play. So it can get pretty raucous there. But anyway, I think that's the, the play here on Pittsburgh. And uh, a lot of the math that I've initially run here supports them. Yeah, I agree, too. Um, another game that stuck out to me, and I'll throw this one to you, Devin, first, if you have any thoughts. Otherwise, I'll move it on over to John. And that is the Auburn-Mississippi game. Old Miss is a three-point dog at home to Auburn, who is led by Bo Nix um, with his bag of horrendous tricks and throwing picks. 
I'm on I'm on Minnesota. I'm on Mississippi. I'm on Ole Miss plus three at home. They put up a ton of points. I don't expect Bo Nix to keep up here with the Ole Miss offense, uh, no matter how bad the Mississippi defense may be. Any thoughts for you here, Devin? Not anything extensive other than the fact that my Bo Nix ticket is uh, out the window for the Heisman. So uh, Yeah, you can light that one on fire. Yeah, I already did. I made a nice s'more with it too. Um, that was not good. Yeah, so no true opinion here on this one for me. All right. Uh, John, you got any thoughts on that game? I, I really don't. Um, give us one. Give, give us one college football game you're looking forward to this weekend. Uh, we only have about eight minutes left on the show here today. It's going to be a short one. But give us one, maybe two games that you're looking at to, to lay down the hammer on this week. Well, one of them is Tulsa on Friday night. And Tulsa is a team that is, is really uh, got the act together, in my opinion, and, and watching their game film. I, I watch the condensed versions. That way I don't have to watch uh, 22 different TVs in a sports bar and, and drink too much. So, um, you know, on a Saturday after I get done mowing the lawn and all that stuff, I watch uh, the condensed versions. And Tulsa, believe me, is, is more than a 10-point favorite in this game. I think 10 is, is an absolute steal. Uh, probably the most uh, undervalued line I've seen in this season. Uh, that doesn't get you to the, the chance to cash a winning ticket, though, but it, they are undervalued in this game, and I think they could win this, you know, in a score of 42-17 type of stuff. Um, so I think uh, I have a system here I can share, too, uh, that's done pretty well. Uh, this one's 67% winners last uh, 10 seasons, nine of the 10 have had profitable seasons. I don't mind having one losing season when you have nine others. So you're going to play, you're play on uh, road teams um, that are playing against a, a bad team. And South Florida, by definition, is a bad team. I don't mean any disrespect to the program. They're just a bad team this year. This team has to be coming off two consecutive overs and has been outscored by their opponents by 10 or more points per game. And that's it. So you have a, a situation with uh, Tulsa, who I think is running on all cylinders. I, they, have, they have no signs mathematically of having a letdown or a, a reversion back to the mean. And if anything, they're going to play better than they have in the previous games this year. So I like that one quite a bit. All right. Any uh... – any thoughts on NFL? You have a game in mind for the NFL on Sunday? Um, I do. Do you want me to do that one, or you want to go to Devin? Or let let's hear let's hear your one pick for the NFL. Well, it's it's Thursday night, <laughs> and we all know wow. uh, what the, a stinker uh, of a game that one is. Hosted in uh, in Philadelphia, and uh, yeah, you, you just shake your head when you you look at the Eagle. Uh, Film. I mean, it's it, it's not a laughing matter anymore. It's an absolute horror show. And uh, yeah, they're they're one four and one and half a game out of first place because of what we saw last night. And I know Ira had the Arizona Cardinals last night, which made them go five and zero. Oh, I think for the weekend. Yes, sir. Five and zero oh, super contest. Five and zero oh, circa millions. It feels a little good. Nine and one in both the contests in the last two weeks. So hopefully it can couple more good weeks and I'll win a little quarterly prize. So keep my thoughts and prayers and my picks in, in mind. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's excellent. Um, tooting my own horn. I had, um, 
a couple of surprises. Uh, last week's show, matter of fact, I can tell you that uh, I did not take the Cleveland Browns because I was made aware of um, Baker Mayfield's uh, injury really may not have been what it was. And obviously he was not playing at 100%. And that was a good call. And that kept me off that game. And that has nothing to do with supercomputers and machine learning. It's just, you know, talking to people that are knowledgeable. And the more you talk to people, the better. And that's Absolutely. what these things are all about. Uh, but we are pulling for you, Ira, to, to win that uh, Circa uh, quarter contest because then you can buy me a new microphone Absolutely. and all kinds of stuff. Absolutely. Maybe some IPAs. So what do you got for Thursday night? We got about four and a half minutes remaining okay. on today's episode. Believe it or not, the plays on the Giants. Uh, it, it's just a um, – I'll give you the system that supports them. Uh, and while I'm pulling that up uh, – Peterson is 5-0 on Thursday nights. Two of those wins are against the Giants. So you would say, why am I on the Giants? Well, the Eagles are just in a horrible situation. They have massive amounts of injuries. They had Miles Sanders now uh, on the questionable list. Uh, Zach Ertz is out. He'll be out for at least four weeks with his injury. Um, you know, it's just, it's just a nightmare. The um, Giants here are, are in a system that hits 83% winners, and you're playing on road dogs of three and a half to nine and a half points after two consecutive games in which they had one or zero turnovers, playing a, an opponent, a host, that had forced no turnovers in their previous game. So the Eagles forced no turnovers in that that game against the Ravens where they were getting blown out. And then with four minutes left, they had a chance to tie it up. And uh, I tuned in. It's beauty of the internet. You can tune into radio now in Philly. And from anybody who hasn't heard a Monday morning sports show out of Philly, especially when the Eagles lose, you got to do yourself a favor and listen to it because it's, it's insanity. You know, they, they, they either want to you know, crown them Super Bowl champs or they want to throw them all in the Schuylkill River. And it becomes entertaining. So um, with their, their – I mean, they're just ravished by injuries. I don't see anything changing. The Giants are 1-5, one, one game out of first place, and this win could launch them into first place. I like the Giants myself as well Thursday night. I'll throw out one pick, and then we'll go to Devin. we got three minutes left here. Uh, I like uh, I like the I'm kind of looking at the San Francisco 49ers as a road underdog plus two and a half here uh, current line Patriots don't look right Cam doesn't look right 49ers are starting to get really healthy even with Raheem Mostard probably not going to play uh, this week as well but I'm looking at that game specifically um, Devin throw us a, maybe one or two games here before we have to get out of here. So I'm just going to, you know, keep it short and simple. I just – I like the Raiders against Tampa Bay and not on the spread. I, I think they actually are going to win this game. John Gruden in primetime. I mean, I don't have a system. I don't have numbers in front of me. I don't really have data, but I've watched a lot of John Gruden in primetime, and the guy is savvy. And um, the Monday night game against the Saints, you know, him being the coach in primetime, that, that was a determining factor for me. Um, Tampa Bay coming off against a good win against Green Bay. 
So I think this is a good spot for the Raiders. Last time they were at this new stadium during primetime, it went well. And like I said, I think this Raiders team is going to be a playoff team. So um, me and Chiefs uh, Twitter kingdom got into a little tissy a couple weeks ago. So um, we'll see. You know, they, they've beaten some quality teams this year. And you got a great coach in John Gruden. So yeah, I like both those ideas. Yeah. Oops. So yeah, that's uh that's where I'm at on those and uh uh nothing else really for the NFL right now for me. Doing some deep college dives. Yeah, the, the only thing I'd, I'd add here is that you have overreactions on these betting lines of those two games, the Tampa Bay game and uh the 49ers game, and it's in favor of the of the teams that you guys like and I like that. I think it's a com- a complete if Tampa Bay didn't really pummel Green Bay, right? Uh, Green Bay, Rodgers threw a pick six. The score looked like it was a blowout, but if you look at the data, it wasn't uh, nearly as as dominating as the final score was. So I think the betting public is overreacting there, and uh, you guys are on the right side with the Raiders. And one other game I like before we get out of here, Carolina plus seven and a half on the road against the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater revenge game. That's all the time we have for today. John Ryan at John Ryan Sports. One, Devin at D-A-L-E-007. I'm at Iris Silver Magic. Go to manscaped.com. Type in the promo code HoopBall20 for 20% off and free shipping. Thanks, guys, and we'll see you manana. You guys, thanks. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.